Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, (laughs) podcast land? I'm so glad that you guys are with us. I think I just blew producer Dan's ears out. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so glad you guys are with us. Um, wow. You know what I realized today? What? Christmas is next Friday. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well. Next Friday. No, ain't no fr- well. It's next Friday. A week Friday. from Friday? Yeah. Yeah, that's Friday next week. Friday. A week from Friday. Friday week. We still have all this week and all next week. But it's still next but week. But it is. <laughs> Blink once and they'll be here. Don't worry. Exactly. Right. I mean, we've been like a month away, weeks away, six weeks, and now all of a sudden it's like, dude, it's next week. It's like the longest year that has happened really quickly. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the best way. description I've heard. That's yeah. Really? Hey, did you like what I said yesterday? I said yesterday in the years to come, twenty twenty will be like a new curse word. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he did. I did, and I thought it was very apropos. I think you're I right. Mean, let's just be honest. The what year are you twenty twenty or what? <laughs> Just go 2020, whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I wonder how that's going over out yeah, there. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, I love you guys. Here's a great thing. I don't use profanity, so, that's right. but that really is a bad word, 2020. <laughs> hey, we're at Turn Your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I want to thank once again um, Lisa Miners yep. for last week for being with us. Um, she'll be back with us um, sometime in April. Yep. We're going to be having a, a women's conference, and everybody listening, you guys come. <laughs> we'll let you know when that's coming up so you can meet her personally. And so we're thankful for her and her ministry, and she was with us um, several times last week in Sunday morning worship and Wednesday night Bible study. So we want to thank her and a shout-out to her and her ministry. So, but what's up, man? What's up? So uh, all that not now, I hadn't told y'all who I was. I'm Pastor <laughs> Hank, Pastor of Mary Baptist Church, and I got Miss Mona, my hey, home slice. Hey, everybody. She's sort of down, y'all. It's, I'm tired. We're going to pick her Preschools. up. Preschools. Right. Preschoolers are tiring. Yes. <laughs> Producer Dan on the hey, mic. Hey. No so, preschoolers here. No, well, <laughs> I act like one a lot. <laughs> See, I'm telling y'all, I'm very self-aware. I know myself. So, um... Dude, are you guys, we were just talking um, off air, or was it on air, that Christmas is next week. Was we that just on said air? that. <laughs> <laughs> we're a we- go. It's going to be a weird episode, I'm just telling you. Yeah. Do you say, we're only editing. two minutes in, and I've already forgotten two things. <laughs> what we've said. So I've forgotten to say who we were, and I've forgotten that we've already had one discussion. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. Now, some of you out there may be like, why don't they just hit the stop button and start over? Nope. nope. We nope. give y'all what we do. We're going <laughs> like to be known as the real That's podcast. Right. You know what I'm saying? What you get here is live and in color. It's true. So, um, outside of them little little tots um, wearing you out, you good? I'm good. Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Hey, a good night for y'all. The Buffalo Bills won last Bills, night. Go Bills. Woo! Shout out to my main man, Tyler. Yes. Yeah, Of course, boy. I went to bed. But <laughs> I mean, I had to get up early, so. Yes. Dan, you, you going well, producer Dan? Uh, doing good, doing good. You know, you mentioned Christmas, and one of the best Christmas gifts that I can think of this year 
is a Mosaic of Marion mug. Ooh, yes. Mm. Way to get that in. So I like that. If, especially <laughs> if you're local. If you're local and you, you already come to Marion, stop by and see Mona and demand a mug. Um, they are $15. And if you're not local, that's okay. Hop on the Mosaic of Marion website and send an email over to Ms. Mona, and she'll be happy to get one out to you. Absolutely. I keep Wait. checking that email. And that's the reason I'm not asking questions anymore, <laughs> because you guys never answered one of them. So, shame, shame, everybody knows your name. So, okay. So, you guys ready? Ready. Ready to dive in mm. to this week's episode? Yes. Hey, I want to give a shout-out. So, producer Dan and um, youth pastor Drew, there be, be on alert. Coming soon <laughs> to a podcast near you is... Um, the Goose of Grace podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the name's still in the work. Name is still in the work. I was told yesterday that was the name. I was told that too, quite honestly. That's right. Really we were told at the same time, wasn't it? Really got to talk to Drew. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be giving you guys out there. Just I don't have a clue what it's about, but hey, I'm hoping thinking about Christianity since grace is it. So be let's, alerted or alarmed, either yeah. one is, is okay. Let's pray, Miss Mona. You're going to do the reading of. Sorry. And we're actually doing 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Right. And then when she reads, then I'm going to bust out with a question for you guys. <laughs> All right? So let's pray. Father God, we come, and, and Lord, for this time, God, we just seek your face. God, we want to just love you even more this Christmas. We want to know more about you. We want to understand more about your advent and your um, coming so that, God, um, our lives will be changed. We'll love you most when we know you best. So God, be with us right now. We do pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. Here's a question. If I were to ask you what the average Christian would say Christmas is really all about what do you think they would say well I think that they would I mean if they're going to get down to the um, spiritual reality of it I think that they would focus on the fact that it's Jesus is, was born and we celebrate the fact that Jesus came to earth and was born yeah, we like that little jingle. He's the reason for the season. season right? That was the first thing that came to mind when she Jesus said that. Jesus is right the reason for the season. It's Jesus' birthday. It's his birthday. <laughs> and all of that is true. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're laughing, but but we're we're <clears throat> true. What do you got? Anything, producer Dan? No, I mean that, that's it. You know, you said average Christian. I mean, I I think a lot of people, and especially this year with everything going on and people being separate, you know. We do think family and, and, you know, just having peace and having time with the family and things like that. But really, you know, the average Christian, if they are being spiritual about it and thinking it from a spiritual standpoint, it is about the birth of baby Jesus. Okay. Most of them would answer that way. And then mm -hmm. that's, and it, once again, that is an absolutely true statement. But I don't think that's really what Christmas is all about. Right. So take what I said. It's true that it's about the birth of Jesus. But I don't think that's where God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit wants us to stop in our assessment of what Christmas is really about. Because you said a little earlier, 
off the air. Mm-hmm. You you cannot really think about just the birth of Jesus without thinking about the death of Jesus. Right. And his resurrection also. Right. So he, here's my statement. Agree or disagree. Christmas really is mainly about salvation and redemption. Right. I would agree. And because I think that um, that is why he had to be born so that he could die to provide that payment for our sins. So our salvation and then and that redemption that we need and and his resurrection gives us um, the that wraps that all up Um, because without it, our faith would be worthless. Paul said in vain. Right. And right. Exactly. And in first Corinthians 15, that right. whole. Which, which is, wow. a, that would be a great podcast to do at some point. Cause that's, I mean, it's so true, but, but I think we do tend to focus on, um, what Jesus, not, not, not in a negative. I mean, it's no, not, not, not a bad thing that we no. focus on the birth. No, I don't, no, I don't want anybody <clears throat> to take what we're saying. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. No, I'm glad I you want didn't. to make this. Absolutely. I don't want nobody to think we are, either mocking you right. or or talking down to you. Right. What we're actually after is to get you to go deeper. Deeper, yep. I'm yes. sorry, now no, that No, that... <laughs> now that I've totally took you off track. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, because we were told, we are told that unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And so that is why he had to be born, so that he could be our Savior. Yeah, absolutely. Not by, I want to go back, and I said this yesterday, not by the blood of bulls and right, goats, right. but by the precious blood yes. of Jesus Christ. Right. So we need that. So let's go to this verse now. So, and, and so, hey, first time in quite a while, Preacher Hank came out with this verse. I was like, <laughs> let's do this. So um, it's been a while for, for God said, for God who said. Okay, I have to do this every time we do it. For God who said, let light shine of darkness. Time out. <laughs> I want to take you on a little joy ride here. Back to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 tells us, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Now, we talked last week that the word there is Jesus. That's right. The word, word, there is Jesus. Hmm. Hmm. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, <laughs> verse 6, for God who said. <clears throat> Somebody got some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hank. <laughs> It's like this. Okay. Uh, you hear that teacher voice come out? I, it, it, like I've been with preschoolers. That's right. Um, well, because Jesus and God are the same. They're t- they're Excuse me, what? G- <laughs> Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit are all the same God. They're not three separate gods. They're all the same God. And so when it's talking about God or talking about Jesus, it's talking about the same God. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I'm absolutely sure. Yes. He's a triune God. Yes. Different roles, but the same God. It's just so, I told you guys, and I laugh about this, back when I was young in the ministry and thought I knew everything, (sighs) I tried to tell our youth group, explain the Trinity. We were all more confused when I finished. (laughs) 
You know, people out there, they go, well, you know, it's like water, steam, right. and ice. Mm-hmm. Eh, not really. It's like mm-hmm. a father, a son, and a, and a, um, what's the other one? Father, son, and grandpa could all be in one. No? I, well, I'm missing one there. What is it? Oh, oh. husband. Oh, husband, gotcha. father, and son. No. <laughs> that doesn't work either. These are three distinct roles, and I'm right. really trying not to get into a discussion on right. the Trinity tonight. But it is, I mean, okay. You can go to Isaiah chapter 6 is another place just off the top of my head. Isaiah says, I saw God high and lifted mm-hmm. up. Jesus, I think in chapter uh, 12 or number 10, says it was him that Isaiah saw. Mm. And then Paul says in Acts that it was the Holy Spirit that he saw. So which is it? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's who it is. So so what Paul is doing here in, in Corinthians, he's, ta- he's, he's taking a, a literal creation fact, bringing a spiritual salvation truth hmm. to life. That, that he says that God said, let light shine out of darkness. Tra- translated, he went back and said, light be and light was. He said, that same God spoke into us. And in the darkness of our soul yeah. and the darkness of our life, which is a picture of the fact that we are all sinners for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Into that darkness of us, God spoke truth into mm. us by his son, Jesus. Yep. Now, the entire Old Testament speaks of it. The, I've said it before. So Malachi is the last prophet we had. And after Malachi, 400 years yes. of flat nothing. Yep. Here's, here's a God truth. And the first thing when he starts speaking again, he gives us his Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. How amazing is that? Yep. He he gives us Jesus, and it's that Jesus that the the angels came and talked to the shepherds about, and he was born there in that little bit. It's the light has now come. Yes. And he comes into your life. It's really so here's here's what I want to say. Your salvation is a creation moment. Preacher, back that up. Okay, I'm glad you asked. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says this, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a what? A new, new creation. creation. Repeat that one more time. A new, new creation. creation. So your salvation is a creation experience. Yes. And it does nothing but bolster. Oh, my lantern, this is good. It bolsters the actual creation story. Mm. Because we see it literally and we see it spiritually in each one of us. Say right. something. <laughs> Okay, well, don't well, say something. No, I'll keep talking. No, as you're talking about that, and I didn't, I didn't um, go through and count how many times, but over and over and over again in the New Testament, it talks about in various places how we once were in darkness and now we are in light. Um, we once were walking in darkness and now we walk in light. And so showing that change, that that new creation that we've been given because we are no longer in darkness. We read last week that the um, the light has come and darkness cannot overcome it. And so, um, so once we have been entered into that salvation, been entered into that become, have become a new creation, we're no longer in that darkness. We are now children of light and we are, we ought to walk as children of light. Absolutely. 
You got any thoughts over there? It looks no, like it, you're it, just waiting to say it something. It blew my mind because we were in the exact same kind of place. I was thinking, you know, it also it parallels, again, in Genesis, when the creation story starts, what existed right there? Darkness. Right. And, and it was this void, this emptiness. Mm. And what better way to, to describe someone who doesn't know Jesus yet? Yep. There's just this void, this emptiness that can't be filled by anything. Right. And so but they it, sure try, don't they? Oh, oh absolutely. Mm-hmm. We'll throw everything we can at it. Right. You know. Uh, unsuccessfully, might I add. You've walked into another one of my traps. <laughs> <laughs> no, because what God did... Okay, I want to give you this word first. The word shown, here's our... We're word geeks. <laughs> word geeks, word geeks. Alert, alert, alert. The word shown there in the King James, it's shined. Mm-hmm. And it means this, to radiate, to beam, to mm-hmm. give light to. So I want to go back to this fact. Some of you out there, you may say, well, you know, I was seeking God... And then I found him. No, 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 no. He was drawing you and seeking you. And in the midst of his drawing, you began to realize that there was some pool of something that you've never felt. And what it was was the light of Jesus. It's God that turns on the light in your Mm. darkness. Darkness in and of itself is never going to light itself up because it hates the light. Right. Yes. That's why they don't want to, it, darkness doesn't ever, it hates the light. So it runs from it because it cannot overcome it. So it's God that turns on the light. And so what happens is just like the creation story, when God shines that light and we get saved and we come to that, he fills and forms us just mm-hmm. like he did the world that was yes. without void. Right. Yes. Somebody say amen. <laughs> amen. Good gravy. Seriously, he fills and forms yeah. us. That's yeah. why the Christian life is always a growth. We never get to spiritual maturity because it does not matter how long you've been a Christian Mm -hmm. or how much you've even learned. You got to keep growing. Right. Right. Preacher Hank's on a roll tonight, (laughs) y'all. I'm straight trying to tell you. I was thinking earlier today, you know, how, especially in America, I mean, even, even through 2020, we're very, protected we're very you know nobody's persecuting us for coming to church not like you see in other countries right um and yet how i'd love to well i wouldn't love to because i feel like it would be uh, (laughs) Be depressing yeah be careful it would be useful to know the percentage of, of lifelong christians really people who have been in the church for years and years and years who have never, as we say, you know, really gotten off the milk. You know, they're they're still on that just surface level um, understanding of the Word, understanding what God wants for their life. And and it really cripples the church because it's like, okay, you you sent Jesus to die for me. I'm saved. We're good. Right. And there's so much more that He wants to do on this side of eternity in preparation for eternity that you're missing out on because you're not actively engaged with Him. And you're not actively, and I'm just looking at the scripture, and it's really just, I'm, I'm about to jump out of my skin over here. <laughs> you, you get that desire and the will to grow when you begin to look into the face of Jesus. Yes, yes it was, yes, we needed Jesus to come in, in as man to die for us, but it gave us a face to see mm-hmm. and a person to look to. Uh, when it says, you know, it keeps on going, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face, face of, of Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Yes. And the more you see that face, the mm-hmm. more you're drawn to that face, mm-hmm. the more you want to know. And it references back over here to verse 18 of chapter 3, same glory there. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same degree. So it's when we see the face of Jesus in Scripture, we are striving to be more like okay. him that he is then. We are allowing ourselves to be that clay. Man, there's a song, Miss Linda Giles. Bless her heart. Um, 
she used to sing a song. I'm so glad the potter didn't throw away the clay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, man! You talk. It, I literally cried every time right. she sang it, because as clay, when we allow, when we look into the face of Jesus, right. we you cannot help but desire to be more like Him. Right, right, and well, and and that, that may be one of my favorite hymns: "Is Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus." Yep. And the things of this world will go strangely mm-hmm. dim because yes. it gives us our perspective, it gives us our hope, it gives us it. it he, by looking at his face, we get everything that we need. Oh. And because... And more. It, exactly. And and so when we keep our eyes focused on Jesus and on his face, then we are able to go from glory to glory. Mm-hmm. And we're able to go from grace to grace. And we're able to go and become more and more like him. And eventually we know that we will see him face to face and then we will be truly like, like him. First John chapter three, verse right, two. Right. And so, um, but now is the time for us to be walking that road of becoming more and more like him. Yes. He, that's his desire for our lives. Yes. His desire is not what producer Dan said, just to say, okay, I'm saved. I'm really saved. I'm good. I'm baptized, man. I'm I got sa- my ticket into I heaven. I got my ticket right. into heaven. I got rid of my flame retardant suit. Right. I got a comment about that today. <laughs> <laughs> I just told, I mentioned yesterday that if you don't want to accept Jesus, you might want to invest in a flame retardant suit <laughs> and a flashlight. It's true. <laughs> Lake of fire and darkness, brother. Yeah, yeah that's I, right. Just being honest. Technically, yeah. you're correct. I don't know if they sell those for the, your spiritual <laughs> soul, but anywho, where was I just going? The reason Jesus came was not just for us to have a ticket in yeah, heaven. Yeah, not just yeah. to have a ticket in heaven, but he, he wants us. Remember this. God didn't call us to make believers. Mm. Called us to make disciples. Exactly. So ponder that now. Yeah. Here, so here's my question. Are you really being faithful to the calling of God? And that, by the way, that's for everybody. If you want to know where it's at, it's the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. We've sort of made it into the Great Calling. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. not my job to go in and make disciples. It's the preachers or it's the deacons. It's or, great if it's yours. Yeah, man, yeah. it's yours. You, you enjoy that. Right. Yeah. I wasn't called to that. I'm sorry. The Bible says go and make disciples. <laughs> there is no definite article in there. Right. Of a person or a a a position, it's go. Yep. Make disciples now. So then the question is, what's a disciple? It's one that acts like you. And if you're following Jesus, mm. Paul said in First Corinthians eleven one, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's sort of my mm. working definition of it. I imitate Christ. I lead you to Jesus. You should look at my life, see how I'm trying to follow Jesus, and that would spur you on to lead your way. And the process of you doing it that way, you should also go get somebody mm-hmm. to make a disciple. You lead them, and they do the same thing, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. Right. Yep. My goodness. <clears throat> That just gets me jacked up, man. Yeah. So here it is. In, in the glory of God. So, hey, um, look up Colossians chapter 1. Sure. Um, I love that. And G- this whole theme of light is thread. Jesus says, hey, I am the light of the world. Yep. You know, we could go to Isaiah. A great light has come to the Gentiles, mm-hmm. you know. he want, he. You may say, well, preacher... You don't know what I've done, and and I hear that so often. Preacher, you don't know what I've done. I don't see anywhere in Scripture where it talks about what you've done other than just being a sinner. Right. Now, we 
put classifications on Cinder. Well, that person <laughs> sins worse than I do. It's usually whichever one we don't think we're guilty of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. See, we're really good. I, I'm telling you what, I was really good at that when I was outside of the will of the Lord. I was really good at that. <laughs> I would find somebody go, well, you know at what? I don't not, do right. what that person does. So if they're going to heaven doing that, I'm good. I do mm-hmm. these 10, but they're lower on the list. So yeah. Yeah. And so I was, I'm seriously, I was really good at that. And I've been there. Yeah. it would, it, it's sort of a, a, a very watered down lotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's there, but it's not there. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so, but when you, when you come to Jesus and he really begins to move in your life, here's the, here's the deal. That person is not my judge and that person is not my standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My standard is Jesus. Jesus. Yep. So whether you're an ax murderer <laughs> Oh, pornographer, or you just never accept Jesus, right? And your granny, you go into the same hell, right? And you're still a sinner. Yeah. If you break the law at one place, you've yep. broken the whole law, right? I tell you, it, it, I keep thinking about an illustration you you said. I, it's probably been a year or two, and but it it comes to mind a lot. Is you know when when you're in that place where you're like, well, that's not not the sin I'm doing, so it's okay. In contrast, when you start really getting into his word and you start getting closer to Jesus, you get closer to that light, every little blemish starts to rip at your soul because, you know, it's no longer what can I get away with, it's how can I be more like Jesus. And it some of the most painful times I've had, but also the ones I hold most dear, are times when these things that I used to consider no big deal become this thing that, that I just beg Jesus to rip away from me. Oh, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I, that illustration, getting close to the light so you can actually see the field. That's, that's what light does. Right. Absolutely. Right. Shows it. It yep. is just such a great illustration. And that's why the darkness hates the light, because in the darkness you don't see how dirty you are. Mm-hmm. You don't see all your, your broken bones and all your scars. Yep. But the light shows them all. Yep, kind of like the sun shining through your windows and lets you see how dusty your house is yeah. and how dirty your windows I'm not, I'm are, right? I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too, unfortunately. But, and listen, on that, going down that path, I mean, some of the absolute godliest people I've ever met will talk to me and they'll tell me just how sorry of a sinner they are. And I'm sitting there going, honey, hush. <laughs> You're just below Jesus. You, what would you even do to sin if you think you're that big of a sinner? Holy moly, I'm in trouble. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. you, you, do you not run the same thing? Those yeah. that you yeah. know are godly. Yep. I, now, I'm not talking about just they're godly. I'm talking about they are, notice the voice change. Right. Godly. Right. And they live it. Mm-hmm. They think they're the worst sinners ever to live. Right. And some old pagan, backslidden <laughs> pagan, they're like, I ain't so bad. I'm all right. <laughs> Hey, give me Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, 13. We got four minutes left. (laughs) (laughs) Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Excuse me? In what? In light. Okay. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. He's what? Delivered us. He gives us what? Delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So... He gives us light. He gives us light. Takes us away from the domain of darkness. Delivers us from the delivers domain Delivers us. Of, wow. Delivers us. Oh, my goodness. Notice all those times where it mentions the stuff we do. 
Yeah. Where it says, hey, by your own power, you do this. Yeah. You don't see that one. Right. No, 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 not uh-uh. once right uh-uh. there. No. Jesus said he's the light of the world. Yes. To, Go. Well, I I was really struck this morning. I read John chapter 9, verse 5. And it I literally, I think I literally sat back in my uncomfortable rocker. But <laughs> that's what I was sitting in so I could be in front of the Christmas tree. But... But I read this and it just, it, it literally made me sit back. Um, and Jesus is talking and he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And I, I literally sat back and went, what does that mean? <laughs> but then it occurred to me that it means that now that he has ascended and is seated at the right hand of the father, guess who needs to be the light of the world? We do. Hmm. By showing his light. Yes. Because, see, I have the right. light of my own. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, and he tells us, Jesus told us that we are the light of the world, but we know that that light comes from him. And we've read it here in First Corinthians, and we've read yeah. it in Colossians, that the light comes from him. But once that light is in us, then we need to let it shine. Yes. We don't hide it under a bushel. No. no. <laughs> we don't um, put it under the table. We've set it out so that people can see it. And we make sure that we're shining so people can see it. You know, I don't know of anybody, and we got we got to bring to a close, that hates Christmas lights. Hmm. They're beautiful. Yep. You know, I don't care whether you got, in my office I've got a little Charlie Brown Christmas tree and some <laughs> big old goofy lights that I like, but they're still cool looking. <laughs> yep. What would happen if, if every believer just let their soul be Christmas lights? Yes. I love that. The light of Jesus in yeah. them and pour out. And we want to display those so much. And then we, we hide the real light. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're we will Christians. spend hours. No, not me, but <laughs> that took me Some literally, that took me literally three minutes. You'll spend minutes. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, the rest of our life, we'll try to hold back the light that's wanting to just flow out of us. But you know that if you have allowed that light to shine through you, especially in times in front of people who are struggling and in front of people who need that light and the hope, you can tell. I mean, sometimes I remember one time just smiling at a cashier. That's all I did. I didn't say anything. All I did was smile and say thank you and walk away. And But I could literally see the transformation in her soul because I, that light, I let that light of Jesus yeah. go forth. And Yeah, it, nobody's saying you got to be like a great no, theologian. Yeah, no, but just let that light shine and it's going to make such a difference yeah. in people. Crazy truth, man. Yep, absolutely. Here it is. Jesus is the light of the world. We don't even have time for closing thoughts. <laughs> We're past the 30-minute mark. <laughs> this has been really good. Yep. Man, thank you guys. I, I want to say this. Um, thank you guys so much. I mm. appreciate you guys hanging out with me and, and doing this podcast. Um, so, hey, pray with us, Yeah. and then I'll close us. Jesus, we thank you that you came so that you can die to bring us salvation and redemption. And so I pray that we would keep that in the forefront of our minds this holiday, this Christmas season, as these um, days are quickly approaching to the day of, that we celebrate Christmas. But Lord, that we would hold on to these truths that we've talked about tonight and that we would indeed let our light shine just as much as we let those Christmas lights shine and we leave them on for everybody to see. And so may we do that within our own selves, letting your light shine through us. And may we um, walk in that light as children of light 
and remembering that we are no longer in darkness. And we thank you for those truths. We thank you for that gift. And for those out there who um, have not said yes to your gift of salvation, may this be the day of salvation. And so we lift it up to you and we thank you and we give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Once again, I'm Pastor Hank, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. So glad you're with us. This is the Mosaic of Marion, and is my home slice, Miss Mona. See y'all. And producer Dan. See ya. God bless you guys. Bye. <laughs>